0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let me tell you something. If my company hasn't reached 500 grand by next New Year's Eve, I will eat my dick. This boastful choice of words was spoken by a Mr. So-and-so to his associates at the last minute of the last night of 2018. However, over the course of the new year, his company did not reach the monetary goal as stated. And at the last minute of the last night of 2019, Mr. So-and-so was unprepared to make good on his promise. Oh, okay, okay, hold on, fellas. Look, I'll tell you what. Double or nothing? If the company hasn't reached one million by next New Year's Eve, I will eat my dick and my balls. Yeah, that's right, both of them. What, you think I won't eat both of my balls and my dick? Think I'm a pussy? Come on, you fucks, put up a shut up! Having made an even grander boast with an even loftier bet attached to it, by the time the calendar had reached the last night of 2020, Mr. So-and-so once again could not make good on his promise. <clears throat> uh, all right, look, 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 look. look. Hey, t- t- take, take it easy, fellas. Now, I know this year's been r- real tough. Not just for me, for all of us. I know we're all trying to do our best, trying to stay alive, trying to feed our families. We're all hard workers here, right? We all want to succeed, right? That's why I propose to you if the company hasn't reached 6 million by next New Year's Eve 2021, I will eat my dick, my balls, and my asshole. Place your bets! Please, you motherfucking bitch. In the words of Alex Rogers Episode 10 Born as Spellcasters Well, ready or not, here I come. Hey, everybody! I'm back for the new hoo 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 year. Ah, my friends, good to be back. How you all doing? This is Alex Rogers reporting and recording from a timeless zone in which your listening is the now. Yeah, they say the now is all we got. And uh, I'm inclined to believe that, Your Honor. I, I can't really say that there's anything beyond the present moment. Yeah, you can think about yesterday when you look behind you. And you can think about tomorrow when you look out the window. But I'm an honest man, Your Honor, and I know that now is now and then was then. Tomorrow's tomorrow. And all all you got is today. So here we are, once again in a present time. But for reference to uh, anyone who actually is wondering just when was this recorded? We are coming to you live. We, why we? Why are you saying we? Who we? Me we. Me we. The royal we. I am recording and reporting from the year of our Lord, 2021. We have arrived. 2021. As you all may have picked up in previous episodes, I do a lot of sci-fi reading it's one of my joys in life not only one of my favorite genres but it's also got uh, a good secret to all things literature Uh, really it shouldn't be called science fiction it should be called science philosophy shout out to my good friend Bobby Van Spike who once coined that term but what's funny is all of my favorite sci-fi written in the uh like the, the, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, people like Philip K. Dick, and uh, even uh, Ray Bradbury, and uh, Kurt Vonnegut. These guys were setting their futures in the far-off, distant 1990s, or the early 2000s. Um, you know the very top of the film Blade Runner, based on the book Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? That takes place Los Angeles, November 2019. And now that's in the motherfucking past. 2019 that was 2 years ago. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the number in which you find yourself? Who Nelly? This is The future now. And doesn't that feel the way for every new calendar year you come across? It always feels like the future. Oh my God, man. It's 2002. It's 2011. It's 2021. And what have you done? So a lot of that uh, sci-fi is set in years that we have already passed. And then you're going to have smart asses who will watch the beginning of Blade Runner. (laughs) Try that again. And you'll have these smart asses who will watch the beginning of Blade Runner. And they'll start uh, being all cynical and giggly at that beginning credit going, "Oh Yeah, yeah, right. 2019. (laughs) Where are the flying cars? None of this happened by 2019. Look, y'all haven't been paying attention. When something that was written or filmed years ago projected a calendar year that we have already surpassed, what makes you think they were talking about our timeline? Have you not considered neighboring timelines? There is, of course, a myriad of different roads that lead to different places, and we are on but one of them. I'm honestly looking for a a brave sci-fi film to uh, have, like, this amazing shot of something very Blade Runner-esque with all these flying cars in the sky and all these super high-tech gadgets And people who are in like floating chairs in their office building are kind of having a very easy, almost zero gravity tea ceremony business meeting. And one of them says, "Uh, I mean, look, this is 1992. This is the future. (laughs) <laughs> and I want them to keep it that way and no irony and no one and nowhere else in the movie do we go like oh is this an alternate 1992 no it's just your job as the viewer to kind of think to yourself well this is a 1992 we had never got to know so I don't like when they will uh update things needlessly and uh, I believe uh, yes uh do androids dream of electric sheep was written in 1968 and it takes place in 1992 and when it gets re-released every few years they update the year in which it takes place well last time it was republished in around 2007 they set it in 2021 well guess what here we are and uh where are the flying cars i mean look around you where are the flying cars Lord knows we have enough sci-fi madness going on right now. With all of the masks, all of it is sci-fi. When you're wearing a mask, you kind of feel like you're a sci-fi character. And when people don't have masks, they look like sci-fi characters. Bless the time in which you find yourself. And in what year do you find yourself? 2021. A brand new year. You can say goodbye to COVID, and you can say goodbye to stress, because it's a brand new year, and your friends are all that matter. Well, thank you, Cindy Lou Hu. But that's not going to cut it, uh, because my God, um, we knew things weren't going to be over. Uh, at the top of 2021 that's just silly just because a calendar changes doesn't mean everything changes except in 2021 you get sedition and domestic terrorism well you're not wrong there cindy Lou who well folks my bad for being a little late on this episode Uh, And when I say folks, I might be talking to about three of you. So to all three of my fans, thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for making it this far. We made it to episode 10, baby! We're in the double digits! Double digits. Yo, girl, throw me your digits. I have two! We made it to episode 10. Say it again. It's episode 10. Say it when? Right now. It's 10. I had every intention of uh, doing a Christmas episode and then a New Year's episode because uh, it happened to be that the calendar layout of the end of 2020 uh, fell in sync with my usual drop pattern of this show. And I thought, okay, next episode will be in time for Christmas. And you know, a Christmas episode Regardless where it's coming from, whether it's a podcast Christmas episode, a sitcom Christmas episode, even a dark show, when it's a Christmas episode, it has that little bit of uh, uplift to it, where it's like, well, you know, Bev, maybe not everyone in the city is a murderer. Something like that. Well, I... By the time Christmas came around the corner, had fuck-all nice to say about anything. I was bah-humbugged out. I was very close to getting on the mic and just putting an hour into shitting on yours and everyone else's Christmas. Fuck ho ho ho. Yeah, it, it bit me bad this year. The Christmas blues, the Christmas stink, the Christmas splurge. It got real fucking annoying this year. Look, man. I don't have to tell you this, if you're alive, if you're breathing, if you're an organism in the 2020 era, you know how tough that year was. That calendar year of 2020, I don't have to tell you, except I am telling you. Well, I'm not telling you, but I'm bringing it up. We know what happened. All of us took an L. All of us got slapped down doesn't matter who you are. I don't care what plan you had. Even if it, if it didn't affect what you think materially is so, I think everyone's brain got a little... <whistles> uh! I'm not really sure what that was. That kind of sounded like, uh, like a strange bird kind of curiously chirping outside of its cage and maybe the handler freaking out that the pterodactyl is loose! It's a cute pterodactyl, too. Aw, look at that pterodactyl. Its wingspan is terrifying. But a cute little call. Pterodactyl. No, it's pterodactyl. Do the fuck. God damn it. We'll never release this kid's movie of a talking flying dinosaur in time. 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 What happened? Why were you so upset? I'll tell you, Cindy Lou Who. I I turned into the Grinch to keep the parallel going. I I, I and why and why folks? See, no one no one uh, wondered about the Grinch. Oh, that bad old Grinch! He was up on that mountain, and he just hated everything. End of story. <laughs> why did why why why? You don't just go up to the mountain. With a cold cave and your dog, Max, for no reason. Maybe you weren't even green and fucking grouchy your whole time. Maybe you once looked like an Adonis with ever-flowing locks of hair and oiled muscle running at an Olympian speed. Call it the marathon! Why that, sir? Because when we won the battle... One of us ran 26 point two miles which is the distance to marathon to announce that we had won and he promptly died of a cardiac arrest well, why'd he why'd he run if you guys won why'd he run because we won well I suggest you turn that into a poem a L- little Patrick Stewart there right I'm not crazy right little Patrick Stewart so we know this, sh- this shit was bad this year for everyone. And for me, I-, I went in and out of handling it. I would go to work and I would come back from work. And sometimes I surfed the silliness and other days I sank under it. And uh, like all of you, I had a couple periods where I thought I was going to just quack up. And I kind of did, kind of like the rest of you. Um I suggest that we actually take a moment to just acknowledge that actually if we all quacked up um together as a group, as a nation, as a planet, as a pale blue dot uh, I believe uh that kinda unifies us. Um there are vegan snacks in the corner uh concession stand. Thank you. I, I don't even remember where I was going with that. But um, I'll, I'll circle back to, I was keeping it strong. I even felt around Thanksgiving time, close of November, I was going, you know what? I think I got this. We're coming to the end of 2020. It's been rough. It's, I, I've been rattled and rolled and shaken and stirred. And I think I got it. At least for now, I'm, I I feel like I can handle what has been sort of now a consistent. Well, things aren't good, but I I'm handling my own, and we got this. And then i lost my faith in all of you all over again when ho ho jiminy wow wow bbd bop bop boop boop teeth happy clown yum yum tummy 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 yummy cling cling clang, clang clang christmas that's us and me and you and us and ho 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 i ask you ladies and gentlemen of the jury how appropriate are holiday jingles, be they OG or fresh off the pop circuit, in a COVID-infected Christmas holiday. How appropriate is that? When you walk into a place of business, and everyone's got masks on, and you still have the sound of holiday fucking... It ain't cheer. Don't you dare try to tell me it's cheer. Oh, but I love Christmas carols, said children and people who don't have to work. When I was a child, when I was a child, I thought as a child, when I got older, I realized Christmas was full of shite. No, when I was a child, uh, I loved Christmas. We all loved Christmas. It's great when you have no responsibilities. When, ma- when presents magically show up and you get to just enjoy it. And that's truly for whom it is. I, I absolutely agree with that. I'd like, yes, Christmas for the kids, 100%. And when you're a kid, it is magical. And I have great memories of Christmas. And sometimes... Uh, Not only do you have great traditionally laid-down memories of Christmas, but your own personal take of them. Tinsel-tinted, ivy-embroidered memories of winters long ago, your own inhale and exhale of a yuletide spirit. I dig that kind of Christmas. I've always dug that kind of Christmas. But holiday music of the poppy variety given unleashed rain on everyone's hearing in a place of... Jam-packed, stressed-to-the-ceiling energy business. I have to get everything. I have to get enough food for my family. And then I have to buy all the toys. And then I have to buy all the, buy all the, buy all the, buy all the, buy all everything. You are a victim. Buy all everything. You can't enjoy life. Not the holiday cheer. Not the Christmas spirit. Not hitting the mark, if you ask me. And uh, I got burnt out, folks. I got real stressed out. All of us did. My coworkers, You all did. Folks, this is rough. Most of us didn't get to see our families. For a lot of us, the narrative is, we didn't get to see our families again. I had hoped to see a lot of us humble ourselves this year and not get caught up in the silliness. And for my own part, the time between Christmas and the first of the new year is a really loaded time. And it's overwhelming for me, historically speaking. Because there's just a little too much happening between Christmas and New Year's. So, a couple days after Christmas, you have my father's birthday. And then, you have my birthday a couple days later. I was born 19 minutes before 1984 thinking about that today how we've reached a time now where I feel like it's kind of cool gives me some cred to say that I was born in the 80s and you know didn't make it wasn't at the end there I, I, I made it for considering I made it just in time for 84 it's so silly it says on my certificate 83 but you know Like many things that I've done in my life, I got there just in time to where we got a little worried. uh, But I did it. I made it. uh, And what are we doing? Oh, it's the new year. Okay, well, at least I made it just in time. And so that's a lot going on. Two big births. And on my birthday, the calendar and I look at each other and go, Maybe this year? It's been a practice for me to not feel the pressure that I must have something special happen on my birthday. Being a child of New Year's Eve, the culminating year has come to me. And after all, it's a little confusing growing up to see a lot of people on the TV and in your neighborhood who are celebrating, who are throwing big cheers like it was a big party. And it also happens to be my birthday. Now, please don't mistake me. I'm happy to be born on that day. I am happy to be a child of the last moment of the year as it becomes the first moment of the year. I kind of feel like you're in that place in Tahoe where you got one one of your Tahoes in California and your other Tahoes in Nevada. That's a kind of cool nexus, axis point uh, to be alive. So I wouldn't take it away. What I've had to shape over time is my own feeling about what's owed to me on a day that a lot of people have a lot of feelings about. Because I can't be the only one. I'm sure just a couple days ago when the calendar switched over from 20 to 21, every one of you looked at yourselves, whether in the mirror or in the mirror of your soul, and had a little tete-a-tete and said, hey, yo, uh, wow, okay, and now what? So we all feel that. A lot of anticipation, a lot of cheer. And I went off the grid because, goddammit, it's my birthday, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. I, I kind of found out peripherally over the course of the day how many people were just being out of their goddamn mind, almost as expected as things have gone this year. Hey, 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 it's my birthday. Alright, if anyone's gonna fucking cry if they want to, cry if they want to, cry if they want to, it would be me if it happened to you. Because I, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm, I could throw a fucking fit, but I don't. This year I hunkered real low and I enjoyed myself. Got to watch movies, got to read some books, got to chill out, got to smoke some weed, got to reflect. I had a good time didn't need to have the party wasn't always that way as a child yeah man you always want to have uh, people coming over and you know when you're a child sometimes you can get people over on your new year's eve party but as you get a little bit older as you want to have those special teenage year parties those early 20s parties and not parties i never i never wanted the fucking party dude i never wanted he's 21 (laughs) that's not for me. Um, I uh, I, I always wanted to have a special group of of my friends uh, to quaff carousal to good cheer and good feel. Bring out the mead, the women! No, no, that was more like uh, bring out the pizza and the uh, non-alcoholic beverages. And, uh, you know, those are fun. And you get a little bit older... And then people aren't as available. Some of your friends are gone. Uh, they've, they've gone on their own trips now. They've gone to college. Uh, some of them form just different life paths, different states they live in, uh, be it uh, uh, consciousness or across the nation. State? State? Fucking state what? State of California? I know where I am, Jack. You know, this year, this birthday, I got to reflect a little and I sit with you now remembering a birthday in which I felt the world owed me something and it didn't give me that and I fell hard. It was my 23rd birthday. I went to a party that, uh, a gathering of these uh just friends of mine at the time kind of a network of theater kids all expressive and crazy and bountiful and everyone proving to be better than everyone else while getting along in that kind of competition for the most part and i always found my place amongst other theatrical people definitely so on a talent basis i could mesh with them in a good way, in a comedic way. Good camaraderie. What I was never very good at was careful now, Alex. Well, okay, what what has often been um, something I be it I am not attuned to it or uh, I get in my own way, or there's just different times for different things. But to connect with those romantically, in social circles that i frequent uh it's it's been rough it's it's been hard to make connections i often have felt left out growing up especially amongst my peers seeing lots of boyfriend girlfriend boyfriend girlfriend girlfriend boyfriend boyfriend girlfriend i felt a little uh, like the seventeenth wheel know what i mean so i i just there was this one year where into and through the evening i'm hanging out with friends and i didn't really have a plan and this these aren't like my homies this is the group of homies of of different ones of us who were connected through the years of theatrical ventures so there's kind of like an academy feeling a little bit of a frat and sorority feeling a little bit of a Brotherhood of monks and priestesses feeling. A little bit uh, fun, a little bit culty, a little bit uh, free, a little bit stunted. And I'm simply reporting my own experience. And I'm remembering looking around and noticing that people are coupling up those who already had put in the work to become boyfriend and girlfriend. And then you have... uh, other ladies there who I had been hoping to connect with, and they were connecting with other guys, and the the vibe was super amorous, and definitely there was love in the air, and at the end of the night, I found myself completely just left out. Now, no one owed that to me, but what a calamity of feelings on one's birthday, Especially when you don't really have a plan. At the time, I was a little distant from my usual tribe of true close homies. So I kind of, in retrospect, submitted myself to the whims of a group energy. And I didn't quite understand that. Which is fine, but of course when it's your birthday and when it's your birthday on New Year's Eve and when it's your birthday on New Year's Eve and you've grown up with a theatrical mindset and maybe, and jury's out on this, some kind of workable narcissist energy that comes with the turf, who knows? We'll keep examining ourselves as we move along. You can't help but think that you should be the king. And I was not only not the king, I felt like the court jester whose audience was not interested. And you know, even the court jester wants a kiss from one of the ladies of the court. Well, it just didn't work out that way at the time. Now, I just turned 37. That's quite a few years from 23. I, I, it's a different boy. And I think of that person as a boy. 23-year-old male? I mean, he's still learning so goddamn much. Now, here I am already recognizing that even at 37, I got so much more to learn. But at least this year, I was able to look back at that, and I'll be honest, I still get that pang of anger. You know, some of those people are very confident in their own way, and I see them to this day, seemingly, when you do that bad game with yourself and look at someone's social media page and give in to the evil lies that everyone figured it out but you. um, You know, I, I I look at that and I'm going, yeah, yeah, it's because all of you fucking excelled and you left me behind on my birthday, no less. You know, there's a lot of... Juicy narrative there to latch onto if I want to believe that I got held behind by my past. And I just noticed that this year I caught myself in that thinking. Not just caught myself, but hugged myself. It's like, hey, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. And if I can realize that my own birthday ain't that special while not sacrificing my own special sense of self, uh, I would invite the rest of you to just kind of also embrace some insignificance. You don't have to join everything. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses. Now is not the time to buy in, buy in, buy in. There's no game happening at the moment. And in fact, that's the blessing. Forcing... Tradition is not the answer. What is the answer? I don't fucking know. Not my job. Not my bag. But I do hope that we can all kind of... Well, you know what? I don't even want to say that we all can. Who the hell am I? I'll speak for myself, folks. I hope I can let go this year of some of that nasty scorekeeping ego. You know, if there's one thing I've really been learning is that hurt feelings are absolutely for real. What we do with them, that's the game. It's a brand new year and for me, a brand new year means a brand new lease on life. And so I want to thank my mom and my dad for the inhale and exhale that I get to have each renewed year, my birthday, and the calendar cycling around each other. I want to thank Wild7 and Nas Red and the homies up in the DTLA building who are keeping this train running. I miss you guys. I'll see you as soon as this madness dies down a little and we can all feel like we can travel somewhere without... Getting into a situation. I'm wishing you, who's listening to me now, to just find your own version of chilling the fuck out. Maybe there is something we can do with all this anxiety and this nervousness. I, I don't know what it is. I don't want to give all of you advice in these closing words. I realize it, it's silly for me to come at you with something like I know something to that degree. What I do feel to be true is that you don't stop or squish feelings. You alchemize them. We were all born as spellcasters, and they told us that we were just pen pushers for somebody else's much more important soul. Stay strong and be gentle, my friends. I'm very lucky to have a brand new year in which I can talk into your ear. He said your ear, not your rear. All right, folks, thank you for your time. Thank you for your rhyme.